0: long story um axe you can probably explain better than i can yes prince jake we are from the future i said <laughs> hey that's a much better
1: explanation than jake could have come up with like i said we are from the future thank goodness we have a brilliant
0: alien space boy here who can explain things <laughs> the future the mercora said how far in the future uh a long long way i responded (laughs) not to get all technical or anything look
1: sir ma'am whatever you are mr or Ms. macora we aren't what we seem if you promise not to tell some people you won't even exist for another 65 million years we'll show you okay (laughs) and so they all demorph um jake saying my decision i think we should demorph like giving them permission to do mm -hmm. so
0: uh And Ax introduces. All right, so humans and a and the Makora are like, "What about the bird?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a human, but he suffered an accident. It's just like, oh.
1: okay, you guys, okay, it. like, you can live. They say you can stay. You are welcome, yeah. as long as you come in peace and do not serve the Nesk. It was the Nesk that chased us here, Rachel right? said. Now it speaks with sound. The Makora commented, "Yes, it does that when it's not in morph." <laughs> <laughs> like Rachel ready to fucking throw
0: hands. Just yep. like I'm having a long ass day. Yep. Uh the Mercora explained that the Nesk uh think that this planet is theirs and therefore they do not tolerate any other intelligent life. Um the Mercora say that Well, but uh our original planet was destroyed uh, and we're all that's left of the Mercora. We can't leave the planet. Uh not that we would wish to. It's really nice here, and it will be our home forever. Uh, a second Mercora spoke up. What planet in the future are you from, you humans and Andalites? Cassie started to answer. Actually, we're from Earth, which is our name for... She suddenly fell silent and looked shocked. Tobias was staring intensely at her. And then he spoke to me in the personal, private thought-speak whisper he'd used to silence Cassie. A whisper the Mercora could not hear. No one tell them we're from this planet, Tobias said. Hear me? No one tells them this is our planet. For a moment I was surprised. Slowly, understanding dawned on me. The Mercuro were wrong. They were not going to be part of Earth's future. They were destined either to leave or to be destroyed. Which is the first layer of very heavy foreshadowing we get here. Mm-hmm. Besides the comet. Um, <clears throat> and then we cut to Marco.
1: Um, who After is uh, a chilling in a force field shaped easy chair, tinted blue. Um, and he's like, "These guys are all right." Uh, <laughs> Tobias has been speed healed, convenient. Fed them, mm-hmm. custom designed a place for them to stay. Even attempted to make clothing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's watching out uh, the window at the Mercora who are working the fields, tending their broccoli. Yes, broccoli. Turns out broccoli isn't from Earth originally. The Macora imported it from their home planet, which explains a lot, I think. Uh, Exciting. Yeah, we've got a nice apartment. We have food. Sadly, it's all vegetables. But hey, later we can introduce the concept of the McRex to all Tyrannosaurus patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bum. The McRex. The quarter tonner with cheese. And not to be impolite about our new pals here, but I bet these Macora would be pretty tasty served with some melted butter. And was just like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Just sit around with these lazy boy force fields, eat broccoli, and listen to Marco babble like an idiot. (laughs) Which is when Axe re-enters the room. Uh, He's been talking to the Makora because they just find it easier to communicate with Um, Mm Thoughtspeak.
0: Or because he uses Thoughtspeak like they do. Uh, So Axe has questioned the Mercora about the Saria rip um, because they are Adult space traveling species who presumably know a little bit more than what can be learned in passing in science class. Um <clears throat> and he says that uh they he and the Mercora agree that in order to repair the Sario Rip, they would need an explosion of great power, at least as great as the power of that fusion weapon aboard the submarine. You know. Mm-hmm. the the 5,000 kiloton tnt explosion uh. that one um uh, the mercora point out that, that that such an explosion would annihilate this entire settlement um and rachel's like all right so we do it out in the countryside and cassie's like so, and wipe out a few hundred thousand dinosaurs uh and jake's like besides the mercora have already told us they don't control the countryside out there beyond the force field the nesk are more powerful Um, Marco's just like grabbing a carrot stick for a little ice bowl
1: though I I know that I'm trying to think as I know what carrots used to look like and I'm just like how does he know it's a carrot stick but that's any good but he's like he thinks about making a Bugs Bunny joke decides it wasn't all that funny and it's just like look we all want to get back right our families my dad but either we can't we can or we can't if we can't absolutely can't then maybe we should try and make the best of it um, and Axe is just like, Makora don't use explosive weapons. They won't have anything powerful enough. However, uh, the Nesk do. They've got a base mm-hmm. 20 miles away, well defended, so no, Merca- M- no Makora ship can get close. Um, they have a standoff because the Nesk can't penetrate the valley through the force field and the Makora can't eliminate the base. Oh, look, it's a callback to deterrence and people being equally matched. ha ha. <laughs> um and jake's like are you making a suggestion just like to axe and axe is like no i'm just reporting um axe sits up he looks at axe it's just like okay what are you not mentioning um because like i do appreciate this detail of axe is looking out the window with his main eyes one stalk eye is pointed just at marco mm-hmm. and the others pointed at the rest Mm-hmm. Um, and even when Axe turns away from the window to look at everyone else, he's still got one eye on A- on Marco. Mm-hmm. Explain, And then he goes on to explain about how the next, the Nesk are scavengers that um, they've learned to mimic other races in order to fire weapons and fly the ships. They believe the dinosaurs belong to them, um, but, and they just can't tolerate the existence of uh, the Nesk who are determined to wipe out the Makora um and then we get another <laughs> call back to ants um and rachel's just like and just like you know it doesn't matter if they're space ants or planet earth ants ants are just not nice people and rachel's just like ants are not nice people there's a brilliant comment and jake's just like okay <laughs> so we've got two alien races the Bakoras seem basically harmless they just want to pr- plant broccoli marco is of the opinion that's not harmless um and just live here the Nesk are aggressive and murderous. The Macora can't help them. The Nesk maybe could, but won't, uh, because humans are intelligent species too, and they don't like competition. So Rachel suggests that Marco go talk to them because they won't mind him. Um, and but Marco is the one that observes about how the uh, to get serious. Um, oh, excuse me, knocking things around. The the Nesk don't mind dinosaurs. They didn't kill the one, Uh, they just knocked it out. Um, And so, and uh, like, he blasts it, just like, okay, so the Makora, if they showed up at the base, they'd get blasted. What if a whole different kind of army shows up? And Rachel, like, grabs him. It's a miracle. Marco actually came up with a good idea. um we can morph dinosaurs stomp on in there, set up some big honking explosion and maybe undo this sario rip of axes it's not my sario axe began <laughs> i do like that second instance of rachel like <laughs> yeah. doing that and that like good compare point of like similarity between axe and tobias
0: mm-hmm.
1: and cassie points out like why are we attacking the nesk just because we don't like them doesn't mean we take sides <laughs> and
0: meanwhile marco's just trying to pry rachel's grip off his collarbone Um. Uh, and he's like listen we need a big explosion the nesk have things that can make a big explosion uh and they aren't expecting a bunch of dinosaurs to show up and uh take a bomb it's not too complicated um and cassie is very distraught because she is thinking about the implications of time travel Um, we can't just go around picking fights like this. We all want to get back home, but we're 65 million years in the past and we're not supposed to be here. Anything we could, we could do, uh, could end up changing the course of history in some terrible way. And I love the, ah, Jake said, nodding, which I interpreted as like, oh yes, you're making this argument. Um, An argument that he's probably already been having in his head. Yes. Um, and Cassie's just like, we could do something that totally alters the future without even knowing it. We could do something. Um, and Tobias is the one who speaks up and says, listen, it's too late to even start thinking about that. Um, we have homo sapiens alive here in this timeline, not to mention me, whatever the fuck I am. See this rat I just ate? I could have been the rat that will pass on the genetic material that someday grows a smarter rat. And 50 million years may- from now, maybe that's the DNA, the stuff that's needed to push the earliest primate over the top. I may have wiped out the human race. He looked down at the fur and bones, and it wasn't even a very good rat—too thin and stringy. And everyone looks at Jake, and he's like, "You're, you're, you're looking to me to make this decision." <laughs> um, and eventually he's just like, "Listen, are we supposed to just sit here and grow old eating broccoli with the crab people, not even try to get home?" Um, and Axe is like, "You know, there is the other thought, which is that." We're here, and therefore we were here, and our presence is necessary for whatever the fuck happens in the future. Um, which are obviously the two sides of the same coin to Cassie's uh mm-hmm. parent, uh, grandfather paradox. Um, and and Marco's just like, oh my god, I just want to stop thinking about this. Yeah. Um, and I, and we have
1: this like line from um as jake's just like okay so damned if i do damned if i don't and tobias yeah. qu- and he's like saying this quietly like this decision may not be clear but another decision may be so obvious we can't ignore it mm-hmm. no one asked what he meant because at that point some macora showed up with more food but i filed away his words i filed them away in my head and i had the definite feeling i'd be double clicking on that file again mm-hmm. because of course it's Marco. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're back to Axis perspective, um, and they are traveling, they've explained their plan to the Mercora, and they approve the Mercora are going to take them, uh, most of the way to the Nesk complex, um, at which point they'll have to drop them off, Mm -hmm. um, they attack at dawn, um... Before we get into that good exchange
1: about Dawn, I do like that we have this reflection from Axe about about how he's often amazed at Prince Jake's ability to make decisions. I call him my prince because any Andalite warrior needs a prince to serve, but I know that he is just a human youth, as I am an Andalite youth, and yet he is very impressive for a human youth. He understands instinctively that making no decision is also a decision, so he accepts the responsibility. If he were an Andalite, I have no doubt he would become a true prince. Still, he does very well for a human. But that notion of acts, because this is something we've seen mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. Um, making no decision is also a decision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: it, it's very good. Um. But
1: yeah, we get a bit of back and forth about why Dawn? Or mm-hmm. Axe asks, why Dawn? And Marco explains about tradition. You do shootouts, you stretch out the seven inning, you swear attack at dawn. Like much of human thinking, this is a mystery to me. And Cassie just, like, trying to say, you also get executed at dawn. Thank you, Cassie, for that bit of optimism. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it interesting, like, we see here that Cassie and Marco are already a bit at odds, which makes the conversation mm-hmm. they have later, like... Mm-hmm hit that bit harder because it's been, we've seen time and time again how while Rachel and Marco have their tension and their bickering from a moralistic point of view and the way they approach problems, I feel like Cassie and Marco are the most diametrically opposed for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, cause Rachel was happy to do the thing, but, it's just the the way they approach difficult yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that because also neither of them, both of them will speak very highly of each other. Mm-hmm. I just find that contrast really interesting and satisfying. And mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about Adrian compared to Benny and Dante. Yeah. Sad. In a good way. <laughs> I'm looking into a camera that's not there that i'm doing it yeah
0: um axe realizes uh kind of a callback to the earlier conversation (gasps) where uh, where jake was like don't assume that we know things uh Uh, axe is like um i don't know how this is really going to work (laughs) uh and he's like prince jake you understand that i don't have a precise idea of how to do this, right? And Jake's like, "Excuse me, what?" Excuse? <laughs> and Axe is like, "Ah, so, <laughs> I was mistaken."
1: <laughs> and Marco's um, like, "Don't you think you could have mentioned this earlier before we signed on for the suicide
0: mission?" Uh, and Rachel speaks up. She's and she's right. You know, look, we need the nuke either way, so let's just do it, um, Macor- uh, Marco. Um I've changed my mind. I can
1: learn to like broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um the Mercora leave them about five miles out from the base uh, because they can't get any closer without being detected. Uh they give a thought speak communicator to Axe, um, because the humans can't use it, but Axe can. Um and uh he asks what the purpose is for. Um and the Mercora say, so you can inform us how the mission goes. Are you offering to help? No. We cannot risk our limited ships and equipment. Um, which is interesting, considering what happens. Mm. Um, and so they're all in the dark, uh, beneath the glowing comet, uh, in a past that is not Axe's own, in a past filled with destructive monsters. Um, and they get ready to morph. Uh, Cassie very, very, very much doesn't want to do this. Um, but she can't sit it out when all of her friends are going into danger. Part of um, me wonders if Cassie's fear and
1: reluctance to do this is part of why she gets uh, lost in the morph mm-hmm. so much. Because yeah. it's the furthest away from her panic mm-hmm. and her upset.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. Yeah. um. She doesn't want to do the T-Rex morph because it is just like the ultimate predator and she doesn't like being predators. We know this about her. Um and uh you know Marco makes a comment like listen if you're going to walk around here in the in the Cretaceous world you better you want to be carrying big guns and big rex is the biggest. Uh and we get this note from Cassie, I guess I'd rather have the Cora's force fields. I said I like the way they do things. They protect themselves without having to be so violent. And Tobias points out they don't seem to object to our being violent for them, <laughs> uh, which is uh, good, 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 good insight there, um, and something that uh, is a special surprise that will make us sad later. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like that's such a He's not
1: doing it as such, but that's such a call out for Cassie, mm-hmm. who will let it sure is Jake make hard choices, and Rachel be violent so mm-hmm. she doesn't have to. Uh huh. And it feels yep. like maybe he is intentionally making a point to Cassie because mm-hmm. Tobias is subtle like that. Yeah, I think and like kind he kind un-
0: dick like that. That too, <laughs> but because <laughs> he he
1: understands her. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that position isn't necessarily as
0: good as you think it is. Yeah. Um, but they all start the morph. Uh, we get a very good description of them morphing T Rex and just getting so huge. Um, uh, and uh, Rachel and Tobias have been given the task of trying to keep these four Tyrannosaurus Rexes uh-huh. <laughs> in check. In case they lose control of the morph. Uh-huh. Uh, which is fine. Sure. Um and then we switch to Marco's point of view, uh and immediately he is lost in the morph. Um there are three other tyrannosaurs around him that are infringing upon his territory. He is very angry that this is the case. He does like a threat display, the others do a threat display back. Um and then they they all notice the small dinosaurs namely Rachel and Tobias that are next to them, uh, and suddenly it's not just get out of my territory, it's get away from my food, uh, and they start chasing Rachel and Tobias, um, who continue to yell at all of them, like, hey guys! Guys! <laughs> guys! <laughs> um, and uh, they uh, Rachel and Tobias are able to outmaneuver Marco and the others, um, but it's still not great um there's a comment i've never seen a morph take over this totally um and they're all they're worried um at the the sheer power of the T-Rex's instincts um <clears throat> and then a triceratops herd is close by um and uh marco begins to attack the uh triceratops, um, but can't really get in past its horns. <laughs> uh so the, the, all these T Rexes kinda just stop and stare at these triceratops like, uh I want it, but it's big and pointy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um Fuck. and and so they ch- uh, Rachel and Tobias <laughs> try again now that the T Rexes have stopped, you know, absolutely raging. Marco snaps back to himself, but not before one of the other Tyrannosaurs attacks the, the Triceratops. It chomps down, and suddenly it's chaos because the Triceratops uh, herd attacks. Um, one of them gores Marco. Um, Always in the and, belly. Always. Yeah. this. Oh,
1: we need another mark on the not quite, but basically disemboweling <laughs> Marco yeah. tally. I know. Um and uh, Rachel is like back away, like is yelling at them to back yeah. off. But yeah. then, of course, they join the fray, trying to help, yeah. uh, trying to sort of um, attack the Triceratops. So they it's basically at this shop trying to get them to fall back. Yes. Um. Yes. But Marco goes down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. He's on his side. Um, Can't quite but, get his
0: feet back under him.
1: But the Triceratops is vulnerable. Uh, its mm-hmm. horns are stuck uh, where the, it's rammed Marco um, and he's able to swing um, his legs forward and um, get up, uh, shoves the T-Rex off him, knocks over a tree as he rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the... Um, the tyrannosaurus
0: that was attacking gets the triceratops that was on marco yep uh it opened its mouth wide then sank three dozen or more seven inch teeth uh into the triceratops neck Uh, the t-rex screams the triceratops screams in fury and rage the big predator yanked the front of the triceratops off the guard off the ground An animal the size of an elephant simply yanked up off the ground. The Tyrannosaurus shook its head, shaking the screaming Triceratops like a dog wearing a bone. And then the Triceratops stopped making sounds. It hung limp. The Tyrannosaurus dropped it and stood over the fallen creature. It roars in triumph. The sound shook the leaves in the trees. It rattled through my wounded belly. It screams again. It was all the violence of nature, all the ruthlessness of the survival of the fittest, all the power of muscle and bone and claw and tooth, all the ageless, never-ending lust for conquest wrapped into one awesome roar. Uh, And Marco asks if that Tyrannosaur is Jake, uh, and Jake responds from behind him that it's not. Uh, It is Cassie who is staring over the fallen Triceratops, we learn as we switch to Jake's point of view. And he's scared. Because he, she's the only one still caught up in the morph. He's
1: scared. He's scared for her. He knows she didn't want to do that morph and now she's lost in it. Mm-hmm. And um we have like, gentle Cassie was trapped in the mind of a killer. Uh and Rachel's like, what do we do? And because when Rachel's scared, Rachel gets mad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and that knowing that Rachel's scared scares Jake even more. Mm-hmm. Um they try to get through to Cassie. Uh, Jake goes to approach and Tobias points out, like, you're invading her territory. It's her prey. She'll defend it. She'll annihilate you. And then well, she's eating the triceratops. Yeah, let's be clear. Uh, and then Jake says, no, she'd annihilate the Tyrannosaurus morph, but she would never hurt me. And this is this is the good gay shit. I know that's uh-huh. a point of goal, but it's still the good gay shit. Because the uh-huh. heads are rubbish at this kind of thing. Because he morphs back to human and just approaches her. Like the whole somebody lost in their powers and you go to t- I this is mm-hmm. the shit. This is the uh-huh. very best shit. Uh-huh. Um, and like everyone's trying to talk Jake out of it. Um, like acts like you'll just look like Prey, and Jake's insistent that she recognize him, and Jake And Marco's just like, you may be exaggerating your charm, you know? And if she goes for you, that means we have to try and stop her. And I really like that still. Marco making a joke while pointing Mm. out just how dangerous this is. Not because Jake will necessarily get hurt, but because they're going to have to hurt Cassie. Yes. And that's enough to make Jake hesitate. But he keeps doing it. He keeps morphing. And he was right, because... As Cassie takes in the side of him and then the kill and then the other dinosaurs, she blinks, and she immediately snaps back to herself and starts freaking out. Yeah. And Jake's just like, look, it's just a dinosaur. Um And he knows that that like that's not gonna help help. Cassie. Because it's yeah, it's animal. And Rach's like, you got caught in the morph. It happens, all of it happened to all of you. And she's, and Cassie's still just, like, freaking out. And Rachel is like, look, it's not your fault. It's the Tyrannosaurus. It was just being itself. And she's Cassie is distraught. And she's like, I told you guys, I didn't want to do this morph. But as she's demorphing, Jake is going back into T-Rex. And like, Cassie, you have to stay in morph. We've got a mission. And she's like, no, I don't have to be this killer. And was like, yes, you do, because we need to go kick some butt on these space ants. And they're just trying to get through to Cassie. Cassie, we need you. And Cassie's mourning because she's destroyed a living creature, a fantastic living creature. And Marco's like, Cassie, get over it. This is the late Cretaceous, according to Bird Boy here. There are no humans, no human civilizations, no human morality or religion or philosophy. This is hardcore nature. We're down to survival here. Survival, that's all that counts. Survival and getting home, Rachel amended. There are humans here. I said, us, we are human civilization. We have all that stuff inside us. It doesn't matter what year it is. Okay, you're right, Marco snapped. It doesn't matter. If this were 1998 or 2000 or 2121, it would still come down to surviving. And when it's down to kill or be killed, all that morality and guilt and all is crap. Cassie stopped morphing. For a while, no one said anything. Then at last, Cassie said, you know something, Marco? You're my friend. I'll do almost anything for you. But you're wrong. Yeah, we're just animals ourselves, but we're the animals who can think. We're the animals who can imagine something better than kill or be killed. I don't think predators are immoral. I'm not an idiot, whatever you may think. But I'm a human, okay? And I have to think and care. And I have to feel things. Otherwise, I might as well be some gangbanger or a Nazi or, or a yerk. Axe supplied. I had finished morphing back to Tyrannosaurus. I waited for Marco to toss out some clever comeback. It never came. Instead, as we once again headed for the Nesk camp, I heard him whisper that, so that no one but me could hear. You know, Jake, I see why you like that girl. Uh. Uh Uh-huh. What I hate is this. About that amazing, like, impassioned speech. And then Danielle in our document, me knowing what's coming next book, makes that noise you just heard Danielle make, but in text <laughs> form. And I'm here just like, I know the next book is a Cassie book. Great. Fear. The fear is real.
0: Oh, God. And she tells us what- teen is so good.
1: This is what I have to deal with, you guys. <laughs> you know how hard this is for me? hmm god <laughs> but yeah that converse that statement from cassie is so good and i do yeah. really like that they clearly address their own shoddy characterization of her in a previous book mm-hmm. by going i don't think predators are immoral which mm, from your point of view you absolutely did let me be clear <laughs> yeah. but i appreciate like that course correction Mm-hmm. For, from the
0: writers. Yeah. Yeah. Between this book, like, this book through to 22, I think are the best books for Cassie characterization. Besides 29, which comes later. But, like, this, this stretch of books here is just fucking phenomenal for Cassie's characterization. Um, and it was really, really necessary because we've had some really bad Cassie books in terms of how mm-hmm. she was written and like the authors not necessarily hitting their stride with the kind of arguments they want her to make. Yeah, like um, poorly
1: executed
0: choices. Yes. Not necessarily that the choices themselves were the problem. Right. Um, and in in this stretch of books here, we really get a feeling of like, oh, this is what Cassie... Is meant to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very good. And very impactful. Um, And I really. Really love. That she. Like she makes this statement. And then she morphs back to T-Rex. And goes on with the mission. Like Mm -hmm. she. She really. Truly just wants everyone to recognize. That like. Yeah. What they're doing is not just. Base survival. Like, this isn't yeah, they, kill or be killed. There is a morality to it that even if they have to go against that sometimes, They need to there. recognize it. Yeah.
1: And I really appreciate, like, yeah, it's wrapped up in a very Marco way of putting it. Mm-hmm. He appreciates that she called him out. Yeah. Because we've seen mm-hmm. before, he doesn't like making or having the bad thoughts, thinking the horrible things. Right. And it's. I think he appreciates that it's good for him to hear that, to be reminded mm-hmm. of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you do. I think he knows he need we, they the they as a group need that balance. Hmm. This is why they are lost without Cassie. Hmm. Because she is the moral compass. She reminds them that there is a moral compass. Yep. Yep. And that's a lot of pressure in a way but like and but she's so passionate here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's like this is something that i find very interesting and it's a characterization trait i like to do as when i'm playing characters and and stuff i write is the choice to do good things and remember like good is a thing you do not a thing you are like Mm -hmm. kindness Mm -hmm. you choose to do it and it's important yeah. to make the choices, or even and even if you're making, like you said, a choice you don't agree with, that you know that you're making it, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then you aren't excusing it as oh well, it's just survival, it's just human nature. She's like, nah,
0: yeah. I think too, it speaks to. Um, have you read uh, Ali Brosh's, um like depression comics? I have not or not- it's possible I've seen them and not known who that okay. is okay uh hyperbole and a half um the one who became the clean all the things meme um all right, yeah, yeah, uh but she she wrote she was gone for a very long time, and then she came back very briefly with a couple of new stories. she published a book, um and then she went away for a long time because she um like her comic is hands down. The most accurate, uh, just description of depression and what it feels like. Um, but one of the, uh, uh, analogies that she uses at the beginning is like, you have these dead fish and everyone keeps telling you things like, oh, well, maybe you can take them to the doctor or like maybe, um, don't, don't worry, there are other fish, you know, like, things like that. And she's just like, why can't you just see how dead these fish are? Um, mm-hmm. And it makes me think of, th- this makes me think of that because it's like, um, yes, it's just a dinosaur. Yes, you know, everybody lost control and, you know, it's not my fault. Why can't you just accept and acknowledge that I'm grieving over this terrible thing that happened. Yeah. But um, we cut to Axe as they invade the Nesk compound. Their plan works in that the Nesk totally ignore this herd of tyrannosaurs and Deinonychus just walking through their camp. Shows how much they pay attention to the world they quote-unquote own. At um, least until uh, their thought speak detector goes off. Yeah, which is hilarious. I love I love that Axe is like, actually, we, you know, analyte scientists have been trying to develop something like this for years. Um, <laughs> like, now is not the time, Axe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, basically, they all split up. Axe goes with Rachel to try to find a nuke in one of the nearby warehouses. Okay. And Rachel will pick it up because she's got the dexterous more dexterous hands i do like the axe is just
1: like i have to figure out the technology i don't know
0: mm-hmm. what is the right thing to get by sight mm-hmm. um and uh shit hits the fan gets, hits the fan it gets really really chaotic there's the ants a are
1: swarming they pour out of the mound which that gets pointed out as
0: like probably where their queen is Mm-hmm. they start powering up their spaceships uh, the others, not Axe and Rachel, begin to attack the spaceships to give Axe and Rachel some more time. Um, it mostly works, but things things are going bad. Um, and uh, Axe and Rachel get the find a bomb, and Jake tells them to head out. They'll hold everyone else off for a little bit longer. Um, eventually, it's enough time, and Jake tells everyone to retreat. Um, but uh, they just don't have enough time here. Um, Axe says he's contacting the Makora. Um, we switch to Tobias's uh,
1: perspective. Mm-hmm. I think. Did we say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, we're, yep. We're,
0: yeah we're in Tobias's perspective. I think. Yeah, no worries. Um, uh, and yeah, I didn't point it out.
1: Yeah, no. Cassie, um, joint. They, um, Tobias, like leaps on one of these ships and then gets fucking pinged into the air as Cassie jumps on the other side. It's a and, yeah it's a good it's yeah safe. and she's just like yeah I don't mind stomping machines does check that Tobias is okay and he's mm-hmm. just like well my dignity is hurt um <laughs> but and it's very good mm-hmm. um act, uh Tobias takes a hit um as they start getting fired on by like the defense tower um mm-hmm. and Cassie <laughs> like, like a labrador with an egg as mm-hmm. I have seen that photo so many times picks up tobias in her jaws Uh uh-huh and like let me know if i bite too hard um and runs with him as they retreat the fucking visual Uh, of that is just so much mm -hmm. um but uh jake and marco are able to um and now with cassie carrying tobias are able to damage the tower uh to fall enough to um collide with the mound. Mm-hmm. Um but they're still and they're still running and it's bad as as Dania yeah. said, it's bad. They yeah, need to demorph.
0: Yeah, they need to demorph, but all of these fighters have closed in. Um, mm-hmm. And they're surrounded. So Rachel and Axe have got to the tree lines, they have the nuke. Um, Axe contacts the Mercora um and the others ha- are surrounded by the nesk ships, which are now firing upon them. Um, Jake gets fucking half, uh, mm-hmm. disintegrated, Jesus. um, from one of the, these things, uh, and is about to fire again and finish the job when, uh, the flash goes off and nothing happens, uh, because there's a force field. The Mercora have actually come back, um, the two Mercora ships are uh, there. They've projected a force field around the kids. Um, everyone starts to demorph because they obviously can't fit on the Mercora uh, ship as they are. Um, the Nesk ship fires, and the Mercora see it and fire as well. Um, the two ships uh, basically mutually destroy each other. Ah. Uh, um, mm hmm. And, uh, the remaining Nesk ship basically hesitates and decides, eh, not now. Um, and, uh, leaves. Um, everyone gets on board the Mercora ship, um, as they head out and they notice that each of the Mercora, um, are missing one of their smaller legs and they have removed them as a symbol of their spirit's pain because of their lost comrades. Um, Well, specifically to say it's for those in both ships. Um, And I don't know if you wanted to talk about this particular uh, sentiment. Yeah. yeah, um,
1: Can you explain the meaning of this? Axe asked politely. We must make the the sacrifice of pain. The legs will regenerate, but those we honor will not. This is a symbol. It speaks to our spirit's pain by echoing it in physical pain. Um, And then we have this line to be killed is a sadness, to kill is a sin. And this pisses me off so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Not the sentiment of yeah. feeling that killing is bad, but to use the term sin. Yep. These guys, sin is a Christian I'm fairly certain it's not described as sin in the Old Testament. I really apologize. I have not done. I'm not a religious scholar, but it's very much a human religious construct, the mm-hmm. notion of sin, mm-hmm. and it's bullshit to put that in the mouth of an alien. Yes. So you yes. could have said is anathema,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is abhorrent. Yeah. I appreciate that it's shorthand because most. I'm going to say American children or Western children, I guess, are going to know what you mean when you say sin. Mm -hmm. Cultural Christianity is still very prevalent in this part of the world. So a kid reading that's going to know to kill is bad. Right. But it bothers the crap out of me, as I said, and Mm -hmm. just ruined that sentiment for me. And the fact that then Marco goes on about how you'd fit in, right in with these guys, Cassie, which he's right, mm-hmm. because she does feel that way, and she might yeah. use the word sin. We don't never find out if any of the kids come from a religious background. I know there's mm-hmm. popular. Is it fan theory that uh, Rachel is Jewish? I, I'm, it's fan. Uh, is it fanon or is it like possibly canon? It is
0: canon through. Gotcha. Uh, Word of God. Um. Amusingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> um it's canon that either Jake or Rachel is for sure Jewish, and then it is uh theorized that the other is also Jewish because of the familial relationships involved. Gotcha. There we go. Yeah. Words.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, um I also kind of read this given the shortness, like Marco. Given my understanding of a lot of like uh, Latin American uh, heritages, Mm -hmm. are very culturally Catholic specifically. Yeah, not that I think Marco is, but like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and no, we never get that vibe off uh, Cassie. But again, there's the little bit of her tendency towards moralizing, which even when she's right, the Mm -hmm. way it's written comes across as very somebody with that inclination. I've got to, I've got to say, um. Also, it's very common in America, like a a large percentage of Americans are some form of Christian, yeah. though that's swinging these days. Um, but Cassie yeah, ignores, ignores
0: Marco um, yeah. and basically says to the Mercora, like, hey, we can't do the same thing because we don't regenerate like that, which eh. is false. Uh, mm. You specifically, Cassie, can I have done so. <laughs>
1: um but um, we do have the exchange of the cap. the pilot, then you must bear the pain inside. And just like, yes, I will, is Cassie's response. And then we have this moment of um Jake thanking them and apologizing, saying sorry, expressing regret about the other Makora and how that they owe them. Um mm-hmm. and doesn't know if the concept of owing means anything but to them, but it will. And Rachel adds, yeah, is Ra- yeah we are Rachel's perspective right now. Mm-hmm. Um Anything we can ever do for you. I mean, until we go back, anything. And then Tobias directly to Rachel and to Rachel only, like, don't make promises you can't keep, Rachel. It will only make it worse later. I looked at him for an explanation, but the eyes of a hawk give
0: nothing away. Mm -hmm. Um, And we cut to Tobias, who was flying beneath the force field of the Mercora as everyone is um, kind of not relaxing but recovering uh, they're resting recovering um while axe and the mercora discuss what could what they can do yeah um and then they notice that the nesk are leaving the planet um their orbital ships came down and removed everything from the base uh which is celebrated widely through the mercora Colony. I love the Um, Macora. They party hard. They plow up a hundred acres and
1: plant seeds.
0: (laughs) Like party on, Macora. Yep. (laughs) Um, Tobias is his his internal monologue is uh surprisingly quiet from what we usually get with Tobias. Mm -hmm. Um, like he's very observant of what's going on, but we're not hearing a lot of what he's thinking. Um, and. Uh, axe comes back and he says all right the makura have let us use their computers and we've recreated the theory that we need and come up with a pretty good plan um and jake's like all right you know take your time no rush um we we can wait to to for this to happen yeah um and i love it the night is
1: falling and it's Mm -hmm. just the comet is full of sky but then we see the stab of flame that shoots from the side of the bright white comet head Blue flame at the right angle to the trajectory of the comet. Tobias feels his heart skip a beat, and the Macora notice it too, and an alarm starts siren- uh, wailing. Mm-hmm. A siren. Uh, the Nesk have pre- diverted the comet. Yeah. And I appreciate that, like, Marco, and again, one of the kids of color, is like, sounds like the cops. Yeah. And immediately identifies it as a bad sign. Mm-hmm. and jake's just like who knows with them they're aliens it's maybe it's music but the Makora bust in and um explain what happened as danielle just said the nesk have diverted the comment and it is on a trajectory course for impact within a day
0: yeah um and uh everyone's just like oh we can't let that happen what are we what are we gonna do what's your plan and the Makora are like well, we don't have a force field powerful enough to move the comet. Um, and we don't have enough ships to get us off the planet. There's only one chance. The explosive device you took from the Nesk. We could use our last ship, carry it to the comet, and explode the device. It might fragment the comet's head. However, and it kind of trails off. And uh Jake realizes that they don't want to outright ask for the nuke the kids basically only way home um and this sparks a very furious debate with between everyone um because like Rachel and Marco basically say like if we give it up we can't go uh, home we we can't go home like we're stuck here um and everyone else is like and Cassie specifically is like are we just Gonna let them destroy this entire settlement? Are we just going to condemn them because we need to go home? Yeah, we don't um, hear Jake's argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, Axe, uh, I
1: think, because Jake wants more information, and he goes to ask Axe how much damage the comet will do. Um, but Axe doesn't answer because he's being distracted by Tobias talking to him in Thoughtspeak speak privately. Private Thoughtspeak. Yeah, and is distracted. And Tobias says to the Makora, can you give us a couple of minutes to consider and come back then? And uh, Axe is looking at Tobias with his stalk eyes focused on the small weapon in his hands. Um, We switch to Cassie. Yeah, and the Makora go away. And when they come back, kids give them the nuke. A Four to two vote. Rachel and Marco against. Everyone else four. Um, Kessie okay, so observes that she feels like Jake felt he owed his life to the Makora, the same as I felt, but I was surprised by the quiet way that Tobias and Axe went along. Neither of them said anything, just voted with Jake and me. Uh, the Makora leave, get into their raining saucer, and Tobias is like, we need to leave. And Kessie's yep. like, why? She's like, we need to be far away when the comet hits. And what do you mean when it hits? The Makora think it wo- will work. They think it will break into small chunks that will burn up. And Tobias stares at her with cold hawk eyes. The nuke won't explode. Axe fixed it so it'll be a dud. And he fixed it so the Macora won't know until it's too late. And Cassie just stares at him. Everyone is staring at Tobias. And I'm like, so if we're not using it, we better hope the Macora can. Hey, genius, we're down here too. That comet hits, we get pounded five miles down through solid rock. Tobias so like, look, no time to explain. Everyone morph birds we need to haul out of here in a couple of minutes. And Cassie demands, he explain. And Tobias, angry. It's just like, I did what had to be done. I did what had to be done. I made the call so that none of you would have to feel bad about it. And Jake, in the low silky voice he uses when he's really mad, you need to explain this right now. And that whole just like, no, 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 no. I am the one that makes the choices that I feel bad about, so none of you make it. (laughs) Excuse. Um, Tobias is like, start morphing or I'll explain nothing. And Rachel immediately starts morphing. Jake hesitates, but there's this force to the way Tobias is speaking that Cassie's like, I've never seen that in him. Mm -hmm. Jake morphs, Marco then acts, and then Cassie goes along with it. And And Tobias Tobias begins to explain. This is the last age of the dinosaurs. And Cassie's like, so? And she still has a mouth. And she's like, what do you think happened? Dinosaurs ruled the Earth for 140 million years. You've all seen how weak and helpless we are in this age. You've seen how the only mammals are tiny rats, small enough to avoid attracting the attention of the big dinosaurs. So how do you think the dinosaurs fell and the mammals rose? Well, they evolved. Yeah, they evolved, but evolution got a great big helping hand. See, about 65 million years ago around now, something, they don't know if it was an asteroid or a comet, but something hit Earth, very hard, hard enough to fill the atmosphere with dust, block the sun and bring on a colder climate, and that's how the dinosaurs died. You don't know it's this comet, I cried, you don't know. Yes, I do, he said. No one in our time ever found a Makora fossil, which means they never prospered, never populated the planet, never grew beyond this one handful, this one settlement. This is the comet. This is the time. Today is the end of the Macora, and today, today is the end of the dinosaurs. I wanted to tell him he was wrong, but I knew he wasn't. I wanted to cry, but I had become an osprey. Birds don't cry. It was monstrous. Horrible, inevitable. Fucking love that little jab about birds not crying. Uh-huh. And Cassie is horrified because mm. about leaving the Makora to die. And Tobias throws some Cassie logic in her face.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just like, I'm surprised you have all people don't understand. It's about more than these Makora. The entire planet changes today. A million species begin to die. In a few months, or maybe years, the last Tyrannosaurus is going to die. And because of that, other creatures begin to evolve, including, and Cassie finishes off, us. Who never could have evolved unless the dinosaurs had died out. So the comet has to hit. And Cassie hates this. Like She hates saying that, yeah, the comet has to hit. She hates thinking about the settlement of Makora that are going to be destroyed. But this was destined to be a day of annihilation. And she'd known from the start that they can't change history. And Axe was like, okay, we need to be in the air, ready to slip out when they drop the force field. Um, Cassie feels sick, and Jake does too. He's like, you know these guys saved us, saved me. I don't like this, running off like this. Maybe we could warn them. Maybe they could get off the planet. And Axe is just like, they lack the ships. They struggle with the Nesks. It has only left them with that one. And what if they found a way to survive? We'd have altered history in a very large way. And Jake is pissed. He's just like, I don't run out on people who've saved my life. And so I him, like, you don't have a choice. Now or never. And Marco says, now. And they agree. Rachel says, no choice. Sounding more conflicted than I would have expected. And Jake just like, yeah, really, it's really not us, us, to us to rewrite history. Okay, so like, I wanted to laugh. We acted like we were making a decision, but Tobias had already made the hard decision. The comet would not be stopped. The only question now was, would we run away and try to live? We knew the answer to that. Thanks, Tobias, I said. I don't know if he thought I was being sincere or sarcastic. I wasn't sure myself. I opened my wings and flew.
0: Uh, and we cut to Jake, um, who was. They're all flying. They're they're power flying as fast as they fucking can. They get out of the Mercora settlement, up out of the valley, uh, and they fly for almost two hours. Demorph, remorph, and fly again. Um, Rachel asks, "What will happen when the comet hits?" And Axe goes into a very detailed explanation mm-hmm. of the. Uh, impact and the shock waves and the heat and the exploding gases and everything that will happen. I want to give a
1: shout out to this line while we're in Jake's perspective of him talking about, um, I was mad at Tobias. I was mad at Axe for helping him, but I knew they'd done the right thing. My being angry was proof of that. See, even though I knew Tobias was right, I could get mad at him. I could try and blame him for the tragedy that was about to occur which meant I didn't have to blame myself. Yep. It's like, Jake, baby boy, my sweet child.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah. And now Uh, they keep going. And this is some beautiful descriptions. It is. As what comes next. Because they fly and they fly and they make it to the sea. And when we have this fucking line... We morphed to Dolphin and waited for the world to end. Yep. And uh, fittingly, it's
0: Cassie that takes yep. the next chapter. Uh, she stays on the surface to watch the end. Uh, the comet hits and it feels like the entire planet shudders from the impact. Um, she imagines Mother Earth crying out in pain, but of course it's the Earth is just a hunk of rock. Um, the explosive power of a million nuclear weapons went off all at once. It was as if a giant had swung a hammer the size of a moon into our planet. I felt the impact in my insides. The explosion seemed to rip the universe apart, but I never felt the concussion, because suddenly I was no longer in the ocean watching the doom of the dinosaurs. I was floating above it all, floating in air, but not really, in space only I could breathe. The Sario rip, I heard Axe cry. The impact of the comet is collapsing it. But this time, the travel through time was different. We weren't suddenly back where we started. We were hurtling through a void, hurtling past a videotape set on fast forward. I saw the crater. It was a hole big enough to lose a dozen cities in. Flaming hot debris exploded outward. A red hot fireball rolled across the landscape, burning everything. A blowtorch on dry grass. Trees exploded into flame. Dinosaurs crinkled and blackened, and fell dead where they stood, no time even to cry out. The burning wind expanded outward. The sky itself seemed to burn. But then the fireball weakened, and from the wreckage rose smoke and dust. Earth was hidden by a blanket of smoke and dust. The sun was blotted out. Earth began to freeze, and still more creatures died. It was all passing before my eyes now, faster and faster. The sky cleared as acid rain fell, disintegrating many plants and starving the remaining dinosaurs. The plant-eaters were too few now. The herds were gone. Only a few pit- pitiful remnants were left, and even then even they were gone. I saw in a flash the last Tyrannosaurus, wandering hungry, thin, weakened and alone, across a blasted landscape. It was looking for the prey that was no longer there, and then it fell. Time sped up and the continents float, floated across the surface of the world. I watched Antarctica slide to the bottom of the planet and grow icy. I watched the Atlantic Ocean appear where only an inland sea had been. India broke away and then slammed violently into the bottom of Asia, rippling up the Himalayan mountains. Ice sheets advanced and retreated. Forests spread and withdrew and spread again. Mountains rose up sharp and craggy and then crumbled slowly to softer, smoothie shape, smoother shapes. And everywhere, the small, brown, fur-covered creatures increased in number. They filled the land the way the dinosaurs had. They migrated into the seas. They became plant-eaters and meat-eaters, big and small, cute and deadly, slow and fast. And suddenly, there, there they were in the trees, swinging from branch to branch. And an instant later, some were banging rocks together and forming tools of bone and wood. They walked erect on two legs. They built hunts huts and villages and cities, but all of this passed in a flash, because in the long, long history of Earth, the entire history of Homo sapiens is not even the blink of an eye. The dinosaurs ruled for 140 million years. Humans have existed for less than 1 million years. I was in water again. My friends were there too. And they're right back where they started. Uh, The explosion, the ripples of the explosion from the the fucking nuclear submarine uh, <laughs> is uh, dying, um, and they all head back to the beach, where there is no vague volcano, there is no giant footprints in the sand. It's still raining, the boardwalk is still there. They go home and watch news reports of the terrible disaster at sea that, fortunately, had not resulted in any deaths. The Navy diver, who was the hero of the rescue, swore she'd been led to the submarine by dolphins. Um. Cassie returns to her life, feeling strange and out of place. That night, Jake came over. We went outside. I tried morphing the Tyrannosaurus, he said. Nothing. Didn't work. You could ask Axe. He, might- he may know why. Jake laughed. Yeah, but even if he explains it, I still won't understand it. Maybe it was all just a dream, I said. No, not a dream, Jake said. But it all happened a long time ago. Were we always there? I mean, were we meant to be there? To do what we did? Was everything supposed to happen in a different way? Should this planet be ruled by the Mercora today, or the Nesk? Should there still be dinosaurs? Did we make it all right, or mess it all up? Jake didn't have an answer, so I slipped my arm through his. We looked up at the sky for a while. No comment, Jake said. Not today, anyway. And that's the end of the book. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for this afterward. We'll get into that in a second. We'll sit here for a second. Mm-hmm. This book is so much. It's so much. Uh, the ending of this book is so pretty and sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, there is an afterword in which we get a note from, uh, quote unquote, Tobias. Um, this is an arse poll from K.A., it is, it's so, it And it, it feels wasn't very here. tone deaf. Yeah.
1: So that's, um, I, I'm trying not to use that expression. Anymore. It's, you're right, it's misplaced and it feels yeah. tonally dissonant to the rest.
0: Yes. Um. Uh, it's like, hi, it's me, Tobias. After we got back, I looked up the dinosaurs, all of them around during the Cretaceous Age, but paleontologists seem to think some of them, like Spinosaurus and several other of these, were extinct by the middle Cretaceous, whereas we were in the late Cretaceous. All I can say is that I was almost eaten by a supposedly extinct Spinosaurus. So who are you going to believe? Me or a bunch of scientists with some old fossils? Like, this is so unnecessary. hmm Like, yes, you're going to have some kids who are going to be like, hey, that's not, not all of those dinosaurs were alive at the same time, but this was really before the internet? Mm-hmm. You're not going to have that many kids saying that, yeah. And it what it makes it feel like is it it weakens the foundation of Tobias's decision, pointing it out like this. Mm. Um, and it's flippant, which feels bad after the like really impactful last few chapters we had here. Um, it yeah, I really, really just wish that it wasn't here and that ka had fucking ignored it like they've ignored every other fuck up so far yeah Um, it's
1: that feeling that they maybe needed to do this with this when they hadn't done it with any other
0: right um because like this book i think i mentioned earlier this book does get a lot of flack from the fandom because of tobias's decision at the end um to basically condemn the Mercora, um, by making Axe, uh, disable the bomb. Um, and a lot of people, uh, think that, um, like Tobias was probably too arrogant in his own knowledge gained from, like, reading little f- booklets who knows how many years ago when we already know like he can barely remember his own eye color um Mm -hmm. and like i I can definitely see those arguments especially when taken with this afterward Mm -hmm. um because it like it it just feels bad and it brings that doubt into your mind that like well maybe he was wrong or maybe like clearly he didn't have as much information as we were led to believe he had and like sure everything turned out okay but it very well could not have um Mm -hmm. whereas i think we are meant to come away with this with the inevitability of this decision um of like no this really truly had to happen um So, uh, you know, it just, it feels bad. It feels like a bad thing tacked on to an otherwise very good book.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: (sighs) Which is a shame, because it really is a fucking good book. It is. It is. We've
1: talked about it for four hours now. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oops. Um, we knew it was going to be a long one. The Megamorphs are longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how how do you feel overall? <sighs> As I said, I feel like the characterization... Like, I feel like I know all these kids better than I did. And I like mm-hmm. that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I am invested in them more. Mm-hmm. Which I want from a serialized series like this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just... The action was great. The writing was solid, apart from the odd little blips of mist mm-hmm. or bad science, weird mm-hmm. science. I, the dinosaur stuff being wrong doesn't bother me. Everybody gets dinosaur dinosaur shit wrong. Yeah. For how whatever many times reason. they
0: referenced Jurassic Park here? Yeah. Like. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I just, I was surprised by how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just very fucking good. Uh, What was your favorite part? I genuinely don't think I can pick one. (laughs) Because there were so many strong instances Mm -hmm. in that. I suppose, dramatically, that conflict between Cassie and Marco, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. Cassie's, like, half out of Mm Morph, like, the strength in that. And also, I think, Tobias explaining things yeah feel very like the visual of like watching the world and forward. that's that's the good cinematic shit Mm -hmm. but like there were so many good tropes that i love in this one like the hurt comfort and the it's okay if it's me i'll be able to talk them down Uh and like it's very good as as somebody that's been like in fanfic circles for years this Mm -hmm.
0: felt very good to read yes how about you yeah um I'm similar. I like a lot of the moments here. I really uh, like the the reunion between Rachel and Cassie Mm. is um, like it's very brief. We don't spend a whole lot on it, but like that that idea that Cassie is so overcome that she just like runs up in Osprey Morph and tries to hug this raptor like good shit. It's good shit. Sorry, good shit. It's very good. Um, Did anything surprise you? Hearing about, not within this, well, as I said, oh, there's an
1: alien village here. Oh, there's an alien. Okay, sure. (laughs) I guess. This might as well happen. (laughs) So.
0: Yeah, it's. There wasn't much that I didn't remember about this book. Like I said, I really enjoyed this book as a child, and so I reread it a few times, um, and it was pretty solid in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not much of it was forgotten in that way. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I appreciated a lot of the characterization even more, um, mm-hmm. not because I'm now trained to pay attention to that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think there are any parts that didn't make sense or didn't understand that we haven't already unpacked at length as we've Mm -hmm. we've gone through it. Mm Um, do we
0: consider this essential animorphs reading? Uh, in terms of the overarching plot, no. But in terms of the characterization, it's really, really good. I'd say non-essential, if we're talking about plot, like you mm-hmm. said. but um, Yeah, the events I, of this okay. book have zero bearing on anything else ever. But I do think you'd be missing out if you didn't read it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Same. Uh, we didn't touch the discussion question of, well, I suppose we kind of did about, was Tobias right? to do what he did you and i talked about this a little bit before Mm -hmm. we started recording
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um i mean i i like again also um this is another thing that maybe makes me want to like tick my or put a tally in my autistic Mm tobias column because he we know he is a person who cares deeply and has strong emotional insight even when he feels disconnected from people, the fact that he was able to look at it all with the information he had and go, yeah, nah, mm-hmm. this is the information I have and I'm going to make the best decision I can. Because he's like, yeah, it was that, people going, oh, he didn't know. Like, it was that detail about no macora fossils. Yeah. Because we know that, like, crustaceans and stuff, they're still finding, like, ammonites and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there would have been remnants. So, Yeah. And this isn't just Tobias favoritism. Um, (laughs) Look, I'm not denying that we couldn't be accused of such things, but
0: (laughs) yeah, Uh. I mean, it's I can. It's one of those things that I can see the arguments against him here.
1: Yes, I can understand. I just don't agree with them. Yeah, exactly that. Right there with you. Um, and happy to talk about it more in like. When this episode drops, if we want to talk about it more, please, like in the server, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's chat about it.
0: please. I would love to absolutely. Oh, okay. do you want to do your
1: rankings? Oh, okay, uh possible rankings, a new thing. uh plot uh, I'd say a solid maybe, even if it's not in the grand I think like the story itself. yeah, let's give it a let's give it a seven
0: mm Mhm. Losing like
1: 7. It's losing points for bullshit science.
0: Yeah, and, and, some, and some of the some contrivances, contrivances yeah. but
1: otherwise solid story. I was mm-hmm. invested. Mm-hmm. Characterization, 10. Full marks. All yep. thumbs up. 100% fresh. Mhm. Good shit. Um, and in terms of enjoyability satisfaction, I'd say it's pretty high. I'd
0: say I like yeah.
1: a, a 9. Yeah. Because again, the the things that bug me really bug me, but the things I like, I really like.
0: Yeah, if you can ignore the things that bug you about it, it's yeah, it's really really good. But you 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 have to like,
1: it's a big purposefully set
0: them aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just like I acknowledge (laughs) the flaws, and I'm still going to enjoy the rest, like pushing the broccoli that you don't want to eat (laughs) on the side of your plate. (laughs) Also, I love broccoli. Space broccoli, I'm here for it, it's so stupid and I love it. That's the
0: kind of weird ass <laughs> bullshit that makes me laugh in the good way. Yeah, it like it's Jen and I had a discussion of this in the server really briefly where it's like this is where you draw the line, Danielle. And space broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Psychic whales and microchips and sharks. No, that's fine. But space broccoli is where you draw the line. Yeah, no, space broccoli is not
1: as stupid as microchipping sharks to make their brains bigger. <laughs>
0: My thing is, is like, we know that this is a cultivated plant that humans domesticated. This. We don't know if it's exactly the same. You could say the thing about carrots. Yeah, I could. This is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I do like. (laughs) I do like kits mentioned in the server. Well, like, maybe, like, the Mercora had broccoli, uh, but obviously, all of that was destroyed in the blast
1: yeah cool good good shit um, like that our broccoli not necessarily the same yeah convergent evolution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's been known <laughs> it always comes back to crab there will always be broccoli <laughs> with that good my co-host has been danielle um they're amazing. You can find them on the internet at red Hawk 90 in most places. Uh You should check them out. You should check out, uh, including the games that they have written. You can also hear them doing actual play shenanigans over at the room where it happened, which is currently sci-fi goodness, uh found family in space. There's robots. There's a good time to be had. And the podcast we do together, Dumb Kids Playing Heroes, uh, Danielle GMs. I play the technician of that group, Kel. Come and have more feelings about Animorphs so when the books just aren't enough and you want to listen to some people uh, doing it live, as
0: yeah. it were. Uh, my co-host has been Jade. You can find them on the internet at JadeOxfordRose. Uh, you can find their home podcast, Follow the Leader, at FTLCast on Twitter or at FTLCast.com. Uh, if you enjoy uh, AUs and a lot of really queer characters in a lot of really interesting situations... You'll like follow the leader. Um, and you should check out because it, it will still be going on at time of release. Uh, Jade is in a live stream currently, uh, Sagas of the Sunless Reach. Um, that is occurring over on the Standing Stones Twitch. Um, so that is twitch.tv forward slash Standing Stones prod, as in production. Um, and they're live on saturdays i believe mm-hmm. um at- yes I, I go live in 35 minutes after yep. this it, yep. From today, a one, eastern. Recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> one eastern one <laughs> eastern uh-huh. uh, <laughs> um but yeah do that check it out um in the meantime let's do a clap let's do a heckin' clap <laughs> at 25? 25 25